Hi everybody, this is Jeremy from In Bed by Night. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're enjoying the episode and wondering how you can support the show, there are several ways you can go about this. First one would be to leave a rating on your preferred platform. Um, the second one would be to leave a review. Um, I know not all not all platforms have the option to leave a review. So if you can't on your platform, um, consider going to Podchaser and leaving a review there. Um, reviews help us get out there, help folks who might be on the fence or looking for something similar to things that they like. Um, just get the show in front of new people. And then finally, um, if you haven't subscribed to the show on, again, your preferred platform, please do so. Um, and also feel free to share it with a friend. Um, word of mouth is such a powerful tool still in the digital age. On to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome into another In Bed by Nine. I got Jeremy here. Jeremy, how was your week? Uh, my week was good, man. Um, did a lot of outdoor activities with the kids now that they've got softball, t-ball, and all that stuff. And then you throw in karate. and Yeah, I had way too much, but it's good. But it's good. Um, and then uh, just started working on a lot of uh you know other things you know endeavors projects whatever you want to call them we got a bunch of things that um you know we're burning up with the podcast and uh with you know the esports org we belong to Vovin and yeah. um just a lot going on so yeah so um yeah a lot of that probably took up probably a majority of my time how about you yeah i'm, I'm in the same boat i'm sitting like going looking over my uh my summer plans, like all my projects I have still sitting everywhere in my house that I want to get done and work on. Um, one being, you know, painting my army before 10th edition comes out. That'd be kind of nice to have done before that edition comes out. I get real angry and just destroying half of it because it's all useless now because the new edition came out. Calm down. I, remember, I, got, remember I, have, we I have really strong fears that all the money that I'm spending on this is going to just go to Puts because even with some of my friends I play with, like you should go buy these parts, these things over uh, here. Go buy these bikes. I'm like, no, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm, not I'm spending more money. I'm gonna kind of help you with what the root of that fear is. It's not the waste of the money. It's what how the wife is gonna react to it. True. How the misses will react to it. Um, yeah. I understand that fear. I've experienced it many times myself. Yeah. So <laughs> there is that fear. But that and then uh, you know the other money sink that I have right now is my dune buggy that is uh needs some repair work at least i'm not my brother because he called me with his and he goes yeah i think my uh what do you say was messed up uh oh yeah his engine is totally needs to be rebuilt from scratch because last summer he decided to jump it 45 feet in the air and crash it onto hard cement and he goes oh i think it works just fine and he thought it was just a spark plug issue but then realized it's probably his camshaft so mm. We had a conversation last night, and I just started laughing hysterically. He's like, "This is not funny." And like, it sounds rebuildable. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, "Yeah, anything's rebuildable with the right amount of money." So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I go. At least I just got to fix some mufflers and do some time <laughs> changes. You got to rebuild the entire camshaft. Sounds like a good time for me. And he is so mad. Um, but yeah, that was that's my project in the future. That and you know, the weekend was full of uh, birthday parties and kid fiascos and fun so can't complain too much because it's what's going to turn into for the next 18 years so <laughs> what happens when you're on a dad podcast Sorry. oh yes the dadisms <laughs> yeah exactly wait what was that do we have a guest tonight oh, oh yeah i forgot Jeff i can't see him us. because his name is ghost raider and he's invisible but he's here <laughs> on the podcast with us hey welcome aboard ghost <laughs> i agree how are you today? Um, I'm, I, I'm kind of doing fantastic. I thought I was losing my voice all day. It's allergy season. Oh, um, because Maine is weird. It snowed last week, and today it's 78 degrees. So, you know, it's... we're Michigan guys, so we completely we... understand. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's just it's wrong. But... If it snows here again, I would literally burn down things. No, so it uh, it it started out rain. Yeah. Turned to snow, then it hailed, and then went back to snow, and then it went to seventy-three degrees all in the same day. It's just wrong. It's not okay. 
That's what Not I agree. Mother okay. Nature, you're drunk. Go home. Yeah, she she probably needs to see somebody to deal with her anger issues. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's horrible. Her indecisiveness. <laughs> well, uh, I'm gonna call you Griffin just because it's it's easier, kind of easier to say. And um, well, as we always do with every new person on here, I guess give us your elevator speech. Who is Ghost Raider? Who's Griffin? What's going on with you? Tell our listeners who you are. All right, so I I'm a variety streamer and. I say variety because I know a lot of people say variety in terms of like the different games they play, but I also look at it in the sense of the types of ways to play games. So I would say like my main games for the most part are, at least for streaming, we have Fallout 4 and Fallout New Vegas, and I never get bored of it. Like I'm constantly finding different mods for it. Um, more recently, I've been doing a mod for Fallout 4 run on stream with um, every time I get a kill, it gives me a random new weapon. Uh, so anyone who's played Fallout knows that it's kind of hard to make a certain character build for that when you're hopping from like a gun to a melee weapon to your fists to this like anti-material rifle to energy weapons um i do also do a lot of shooters uh mostly valorant and rainbow six siege um both of which i compete competitively at in my school as well on an esports team um yeah i think i think that's who i am in terms of gaming i like a good competition my first ever game was mario kart for the n64 <laughs> <laughs> oh, make me feel old. Thank you. I uh, I feel old because a lot of people first don't believe me and then or they don't know what I'm talking about. So you feel old. This interview's done. I, I yeah. can't do this, man. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> this feel old because I'm, I'm yeah. talking about a Mario Kart 64 with the you know tri controller and they don't know no 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 no. I was gonna say I played it on a Super Nintendo. So. Yeah. <laughs> 8-bit with that little like back end of the car bends when you turn like breaks the 8-bit moment yeah yeah can't beat that so i mean i had a, I had a conversation with my uh my oldest about you know what an n64 was and then what was a nes and he looked at it, he goes dad these are really bad graphics <laughs> i go this is what i was born with son he's like did you this is why you need glasses i go probably why i need glasses <laughs> Because I was playing games like this, um, sitting sitting three feet from the screen, from a tube. Yeah. <laughs> no, no even even like um, I still have an Xbox 360 that I got like when they first came out, yeah. and even like playing that and looking at the graphics on that, and then sitting down at my computer and playing the same game. Oh, it's just yeah. like, why do I put myself through this? <laughs> First off, you having an Xbox 360 without a red ring right now is amazing. So, fun fact, my Xbox has gotten the red ring multiple times. I simply tell it no, turn it off, turn it back on again. <laughs> it listens to you. I like the the I was I know you're I know you're a guy, but I like the mother approach. <laughs> like mother knows best. No. She points it out to you. Um, let me throw my quick fun fact there. I have a launch 360 that I've never had a problem with. Mm -hmm. I played the Ooh. crap out of it, so I will show that's... you this relic one day. Relic, bring it up. So, well, that's uh, there's a what uh, Halo Master Chief Edition. Um, I was playing that, and there's an option to like mod it back to the original graphics. And I did that one time, and my brain exploded. I was like, <laughs> "Why did I? Play? I thought this was good graphics. Not that long ago, my mind is melting about how insane that is, but." Anyways, so when you talked about like playing, I like the way you brought variety gaming. Like, oh, I bring up, I'm a variety player. I play variety games, but not just a bunch of random games all the time. I play different ways. So you do mods. So when you do your mods, I guess what's been your favorite mod that you've been playing? And then what's been the one that you're like, okay, I just want to burn the world around me. I'm done with this. Um. Because oh, you play man. Fallout mods primarily, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I had a lot of fun with uh, 
Fallout New Vegas, it was an ultimate chaos package. So what it did is uh, every enemy had a random weapon and random armor. The animals like that were in places, they would keep their alignment. So like mm-hmm. when you're at Good Springs, you see a big horner, it's neutral to you. Mm-hmm. But it might not be a big horner. It might be a deathclaw. It might be a gecko. It might be like a stingwing. Um, so that was all randomized. Um, all the doors randomized. So like you think you're going into the saloon, it could take you all the way to like the end part of one of the DLCs. Like everything about it is just completely random. It's really chaotic. It's fun. I never finished it because it hurt my head trying to remember which door is where, where it leads to. <laughs> there are so many doors in that game. Should have put uh, the air pulled out writing things down. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably what I should have done, honestly. <laughs> For least favorite, well, I shouldn't say least favorite, because there's not really been a least favorite mod, but a mod that's made me want to burn my computer was a, uh, I was doing a leaf green uh, mod for Pokemon. Okay. So up until that point, I had never done a Nuzlocke before, and everyone's like, oh, you should do a leaf green Nuzlocke. And I was like, all right, if I'm going to do a Nuzlocke, I'm going to make it interesting. So I did a Nuzlocke where all of the Pokemon were random, like in the wild, between generations one to three. The three starter Pokemon were randomized. The uh, trainer's Pokemon were all randomized. Every time I fought my rival, he had different Pokemon as well. That was always randomized. And then the kicker was that their types were also random. Ooh. Because <laughs> I thought that was a good idea. And I Ooh. <laughs> quickly, like, I did one playthrough of it where I'm walking down Route 2 and I run into a Rattata, and none of my Pokemon have a move that could hit it. And I was just like, I'm not even going to finish this fight. I'm just going to restart now. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. It's uh, that is, that's just demoralizing. That yeah, that doesn't sound very positive. <laughs> A rat no. that you can't hit. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was fun. Like my viewers yeah. enjoyed it. It was really good for the um, laugh. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. That that's cool though. I mean, I like the that's a that's a good way to go to it. Instead of just playing the just just different games, just modding everything, and it's like showing that off and looking at how the world of gaming can develop beyond just what the developers provide you, and you can kind of tweak it. That's a pretty sweet way to think about that. Yeah, modding is honestly, I think it's uh, like made gaming more immersive i guess like you take a game like fallout new vegas it's been out since 2013 i want to say like it's it's about 10 years old at this point and you go on to like vortex mods right or nexus mods sorry that you just even just clicking on fallout new vegas with no filters or anything there's like a hundred thousand different mods you can get for that game just pages cool. upon pages. And then and they're they... all offer something different to the game. And that just brings a whole nother life to that game that people love playing. Oh, absolutely. And then it takes it farther. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, there's a okay, there's a streamer that I watch that does uh Empire at War and does the Lord of the Rings uh rts game that's you can't find anywhere anymore but he mods them and uh like he does a thrawn campaign with you know admiral thrawn and that was a cool you know that's pretty cool mod i'm like oh i wish i still had this game so i can mod that that'd be amazing um but i love the depth that it adds to the world it's amazing okay all right i mean even like uh I did a Rome Total War stream one time with the yeah. uh, Avatar The Last Airbender mod on. That sounds, uh, that just hurts me on many levels, but <laughs> because of the uh, history, you got Rome, 
one being Roman, and I also like Total War. And then you're like, and then I just put the Airbender on there and just just yeah, like, Julius Caesar getting just thrown into the air. <laughs> no, so it actually changes. Um, so just I had never played it before, so I picked the Earth Kingdom because it said that was the easiest campaign to do. <laughs> Um, but like all of the generals are like named earthbenders from the show. Uh-huh. All the troops have like different abilities. Some of them are just like peasants, and then you have like the archers, and you're sitting there, they're like launching these boulders 30 yards across the <laughs> battlefield. Um, but it changes the map too. So it's actually the map, like if you were to look at a map of the land from the show, yeah. that's uh, what the maps change do too. So that's pretty intense. But it would be kind of funny to just kind of walk into Rome with a bunch of earth vendors. And... <laughs> I am now the emperor, not you. <laughs> I don't like what the Visigoths did in a weird way. But anyway, moving on. All right. The we call the Visigoths earth vendors. All right. History mode turn off. Going back to you. All right. Perfect. All right. So you talk about you know you're you're in a collegiate uh esport program i don't think we've had a collegiate esport program person out here have we no i don't think so so let's talk about that being somebody Uh, that does the high school collegiate i'm always interested on the other side and i know in the past you've tried to get me to work with you at your college and they denied me so if they're listening to this shame on you um way to not burn bridges <laughs> um, shame but i guess tell us okay let's start with this so you went into did you pick all right don't say the school you're at but did you pick the school you're at because of the program or did they offer you something to make you want to go here type thing or did you just kind of get here and like oh they have valorant players let me sign up so actually when i started going where i am going um we didn't have an esports program. Oh, we okay. actually, uh, it started last spring, so it's only been around for a year. So it's very, very new. Um, yeah, they had Valorant, and I was just kind of like, "There's a shooter I can probably get good at it." And <laughs> tried out, uh, made because I I had played Valorant like when it first came out, but like their anti cheat at the time was really bad, so I stopped yeah. playing it. Um, it still kind of is but anyways um so i was like you know i'll i'll try out and i ended up making a team and then i just have gotten good enough to thankfully be on the valorant team three semesters now joined up for rainbow six siege uh last fall we had our siege team um I don't think I answered your actual question. I got sidetracked. No, you did. About you kind of did. So you kind of explained to me, like, because <laughs> I my main question was, did you go here because, like, this school because they had a team and then they brought you down? You, they, you pretty much were the founding of the team, pretty much. It seems like. Um, oh yes, sorry. No, yes. I remembered what I was going to say. Um, so my school is actually a D three school. So okay. unfortunately, at the moment, we can't offer scholarships for like really any of our sports or i i don't want to say not scholarships but like full rides like some d1 schools can be like here's a yeah. full ride if you come play football for us um we're kind of looking into that because unlike our other sports programs we play any collegiate school that's in um ecac is the name of the league that we're in um so like we play D three schools, we play D one schools, we play D two schools. So we're kind of trying to be like, hey, since we're technically competing with D one schools, we should uh, get some compensation for this, right? <laughs> Please cover some of my books a little bit, maybe my internet costs. That'd be they're gonna of... get you the NIL deals where you can get your likeness. Uh... Copyrighted. Get all at least at least the books. If they just paid for my books, I would be fine. I would pay that. I understand that's so much, so much money. Um, this is true. But I mean, to be honest, though, I do believe that. I mean, especially if I think I said multiple times, esports is the future. I 100 percent see that being the 
this situation. I mean, like right now, Rocket League's in a massive tournament right now. I've been watching a little bit of Rocket League tournaments online with some big, big names playing at it. Um, a couple of big name players got signed on some big, big, big groups. So I'm kind of excited to see that because, you know, I do a lot of Rocket League with my kids. Um, but it is a growing field. And I'm, you know, as you said, like, even though you're at a, you know, a very low D, D3, D4 school or whatever, um, you're playing against the big boys. You're playing as D1 schools that are providing scholarships and, and are doing that because not every school is doing it, but every a lot of these schools are seeing the benefit and the possible growth pattern of this new kind of program. Um, I mean, to be honest, you really don't need much as from a collegiate level to run it, right? Like you have all your stuff. Right. Right? Do they provide you anything? Um, so like you can, <clears throat> so currently we uh, are, we call it the gamer cave. Um, our gamer cave <laughs> has uh, 16 computers and then three Nintendo switches. So we offer Valorant, Rainbow Six Siege, Fortnite, Super Smash Bros, Rocket League, and Overwatch 2. Yeah, but that's not just for you, though. No. So anyone can come and try out if they want. and Anyone can come and play a game, too, right? Right. Like, we have open hours pretty much throughout the day. Like, oh, you have two hours before class? Come play a game. And we are actually currently expanding. Uh, We're basically doubling, like, the size of our room. We're going to have like 32 computers. We're going to have like a separate section for uh, game night for the people that are competing to sit in. So it's kind of like cornered off and quieter. Uh, we just got some PlayStations and Xboxes. So we have FIFA and Madden. Like there's people that, I mean, if you read it to stereotypes that you wouldn't expect to be in there, like, yeah, they'll see like, five people from the football team come in late at night and sit down and they're playing Madden against each other. So it's like, there's a lot to offer, but it's also just a great way for people to hang out. Yeah. If they don't have, because some people that live in the dorms, like, excuse me, if I had to drive or go live in a dorm, I probably wouldn't have my PC with me just by the way my PC is set up. Like that would just be too much. So mm-hmm. having the ability to go down and have a computer available to you to play these games is good. Well not, not even that just the social interaction part is nice oh, too. Yeah. I mean I remember being living in the dorms going, I need to leave this 12 by 12 mm-hmm. box now or I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> so, yeah so I totally get that that's the other thing too is just like this is also another stereotype but like it's there is some truth to it that like gamers are very social people and we've even seen like some of the incoming freshmen you have to think like they're like the tail end of the covid graduating class Mm -hmm. most of them spent the past three or four years in their room not talking to anybody and so this is a good way for them to find people with similar interests and they come down hang out you can actually talk to people face to face now make new friends and you're not just like stuck in your room anymore mm-hmm. gaming yeah. people together exactly exactly socially unlike what studies and really old people tell you <laughs> <So>. <laughs> No, I mean that's cool though. I, I like the fact that you know, especially your school, like your your program you're doing, it's not just, it's not just, hey, we're we're a bunch of you know esport people. We sit in our rooms and play games. Really, we we're creating. It sounds like you guys are creating a a game space with the sport of the school, creating the development of that, which is really cool. Yeah, it, it sounds sting. really inclusive. Oh, yeah. It does sting like, getting any money for it, but hey, whatever. <laughs> I mean, like, I I remember like when the room first opened there was a lot of i want to say like disdain from the non-gaming community at my school Mm because it just so happened that when it opened 
the next day we also got an email about our tuition going up because they do it every semester <laughs> so people were like we, it was a lot of like the oh this is why our tuition's going up or this is why the internet's slow and it's like no we kind of have our own like wi-fi network but... somebody didn't manage the pr marketing spin on that very <laughs> yeah. well the timing that was terrible so the so. first semester was really rough but i think once people were like on teams and talking to their friends about it and talking about it in classes and recruiting their friends i like we definitely like have had people that have been like yeah this is the like people that aren't gamers just like mm -hmm. everyday people that have been like this is the spot to hang out right now on campus. Well, it's pretty cool because once, like you said, once you kind of normalize it with people talking about it, spreading it, it's like you said, it's really a good opportunity. You don't even have to go in there to play games. You can go in there, like you said, hang out with friends, watch people play games or, you know, just do whatever, chill and hang out. Like I, I could have seen how this would have went down when, uh, when, you know, Diabolic and I were both in, you know, of college age. Um, they hey, I'm not that old, Jeremy. They would have never even thought, hey, hey, I'm in college now, so don't even, <laughs> don't even go there. So I'm still young and hip, but uh, they, uh, they, if someone would have talked about putting PlayStations, Xboxes, or a P gaming PC in any for form on a on a college campus, people would have just not been able to comprehend the the meaning of it. Like, they would have. Why? Why do we were paying this in tuition because of that? I think, I think the culture and the, the changes. And you brought up another good one with COVID have really mm -hmm. made things easier to to normalize and rationalize that even for people. Now, yeah, you're gonna get your your. I'm not gonna throw names out there, but a group of people that are. Uh, just gonna wag their finger, throw their nose up, and ne refuse to even understand or try to why you know why it happens. But oddly, I if it's the group of people I think you're talking about, oddly, them not really understanding how like what esports is kind of mm -hmm. worked in our favor because we've been like, <laughs> hey, can we do this? And they're like, okay, if they. <laughs> Ignorance is or, your bliss. They're like, explain it to us, and we start explaining it, and it, they just kind of get lost. Here's the money. Um, go away. Like, <laughs> Do what uh, you need. At the at the opening ceremony, we actually had someone that came over. I was standing with a group of friends, and they were like, "So, you guys excited?" And we we're like, "Yeah, it's like it's gonna be fun." And then they looked at us, and they were like, "So, are you the good hackers or the bad kind of hackers?" And we we're like. <laughs> no that's not not quite close i i just said well, yeah we're gray <laughs> really make them you want to you want us to get rid of your mortgage for you <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible i mean okay so jeremy threw me on the bus that i was old when i went to school they actually had a gaming building and kind of the same thing like a, a place like that that started up uh, sadly enough, because it wasn't supported well, it collapsed like within two semesters. It was too expensive. People never went to it. You know, it just wasn't a place to be. And uh, even though they tried really hard, it just became an empty space. Um, now, when I go back there, there's it's back there again, but the world's you know different, and there's it's busy, it's interactive. It's hilarious how much ten years has changed the mentality behind gaming, especially at the university level, and mm -hmm. just socially, um, which is really cool. So Yeah, no, I, like, you, like, looking back at, like, the first semester, like, <clears throat> it's, we also, we kind of went through an admin change with our coordinator. Our mm -hmm. first one was there first semester, and then he ended up leaving over the summer, so we had, um, uh, someone else step in that was a whole thing but um we really worked like like this semester in the fall semester on um public relations and 
like helping people understand we've done like um we've actually done quite a bit of um charity stuff uh this mm semester -hmm. we um did a 24-hour stream where some of us cycled off every few hours for uh extra life which was uh good um and that like just stuff like that and then um We've done like some land things. We've had some high schools come in and they did like a uh, Rocket League tournament one weekend. And uh, we've had like staff come in before that work at the school. And I've probably never played any of these games before. <laughs> Sit down and we basically try and like explain to them how the game works, what they're supposed to do. And they kind of play against each other. Oh, that'd have been fun. That'd have been some good content. We, yeah, well, you have like one person on each team that actually knows how to play the game, and then the rest <laughs> of them are staff members. So, but I see the old professor I had like try to play a game, I would laugh so hard. <sighs> it was just Rocket League, so it wasn't wasn't. Still. I mean, watching some people like I don't, I personally don't play Rocket League, but. I've seen some people on a Rocket League team play with mouse and keyboard, and they're insane with that. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I controller, give me a controller. Yeah, a couple of my kids do it, and I, I don't know. I look at them and I go, I don't get what you're doing. You have magic that I don't understand. You're a wizard. Yeah, it reminds me of the day I gave my dad my Xbox controller because he, he was an old gamer. I gave him my Xbox controller. I'm like, hey, dad, you want to try Halo? He's like, okay. And then he couldn't figure out the left stick. As much as he tried, he couldn't, or no, the right stick. He couldn't figure out the right <laughs> stick because, you know, that's normally the D pads on the left. He couldn't figure out that. So the whole time he's just running in the walls. And I could see him just vividly getting angry and then realizing that he's old at the same time. <laughs> so I had that same moment happen to me with these like high school kids playing on a keyboard. I just like, I was getting angry, and then I was also getting old feeling at the same time. <laughs> like, I am now hit that wall. Okay, I'm an elder gamer. Great. Like, I'm not I'm not dissing controllers. Like, I, no, on I'm, my uh, Siege team, our captain plays with a controller. Yeah. He's the only one on the team that plays with a controller, and he's still good. We make fun of him for it because we're just kind of like, he like he he's like me. He came from console with Siege to, and then yeah. came to PC. I just kind of forced myself to learn M and K because I didn't want to use the controller on. Well, mostly because <laughs> I don't have enough USB ports to plug a controller in. But um, you know, he we we give him a bunch of crap for it. But he still he still uses it. <laughs> if it's what you're comfortable with, it, I it works. No if it works, it works. But like your st your story with your dad reminded me of one with my dad. I yeah. tried for so long to get him to play Modern Warfare Two, like the original <laughs> Modern Warfare Two, and he is just like, "Oh, I'm not really big into games." And then he agreed to let me teach him how to play Left for Dead Two when that first came out, and he did not understand how the witch in that game worked. Oh, jeez. And I think at that point is what I was like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't teach you Call of Duty. <laughs> huh. I, I, yeah. I, I showed my dad my Xbox Elite controller, and he looked at it and just handed it back to me. He goes, "Just, just take this thing back." He's like, "I don't know what this is. Just, just there's too many buttons and levers." I I actually picked up an Xbox Pro controller the other night and had that same reaction. Like when I gripped it, I was like, "What am I feeling underneath?" And I look underneath, <laughs> and there's like three levers on both sides, and I'm like, "What the hell am I supposed to do with all of these?" <laughs> Ah. Why do I need them? It's just trigger, trigger, bumper, bumper. Yeah, you you find reasons to use things. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's. But I just remember this. Like, it's funny. You get to the point, like you're like, okay, now I'm old. Um. Anyways, I guess kind of kind of keeping around the esport and being old. 
old. Um, what do you do to prepare for a game? Like, how do you prepare yourself for a competition? Like, you play probably play Valorant, right? Yep. And then um, so, like, what do you do to prepare for yourself in Valorant? How much practice do you put into it, like, in a day? And don't give me this, like, oh, I'm so good. I just turned the gate PC on, press the buttons. I'm a magical <laughs> player. Don't worry. No, I. So, starting with Valorant, I don't know how. Somehow I ended up captain of our varsity team. I am the worst player on our I team. I just told you not give me this BS about how like, no, no, so I, no, no. It I like I I promise. I am the worst on the team. Okay. I it, just the game in just the game in general. Like it's yeah. it's been a learning curve because mostly because of Siege. Like mm-hmm. they're polar opposites, but I can go into that in a minute. But um I probably put in last semester about oh I probably practiced Valorant about three or four nights a week for about four or five hours. Oh jeez. Because I am determined to get better at that game. <laughs> yeah. Did, ever, did, yeah. I, did I send you that tracker that I got for Valorant? Like the help see I think so. Yeah, we're like if you stand here with this character, you have these vantage points versus this. Yes. Yeah. 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 I yeah. We uh we actually used that a couple times with uh one of the newer maps. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um yeah, my my so the issue I have Valorant and the reason I put so much more time into Valorant is yeah. um Valorant's a lot like CSGO where you can't really run and gun. You have to like run, find the enemy, stop, sh- aim, shoot, and if you move slightly, your bullet will like stray off to the sides. Mm-hmm. Prior to like playing Valorant more and more, I had only played. Well, I say I only played Siege. I played a lot of Call of Duty, which is the usual like team deathmatch. You run, you slide. You have a shotgun, so you just slide by them and one pump them with a shotgun. <laughs> good. Uh, but Siege, I, between console and PC, this is going to sound insane when I explain the math in a minute. Um, so I started playing in 2018. I have, between console and PC, almost 1,300 hours in that game. But that's wow. another game where, like, you can kind of get away with running and gunning. And you don't have to be standing still in the middle of gunfights. And so then I switch over to Valorant. And I'm just, like, full sending it down sight every time. I'm, like, running past people and shooting them. And then they kill me because they're standing still. And I'm just like, how did all of my shots miss? Mm-hmm. So it was always hard during the semester with Monday nights, we had our siege matches. And then Tuesday night, we had our Valorant matches. Luckily, I only had one class Tuesday morning. So I would get up, go to class. I was there from about 8 to 12. And then from about 1 p.m. to the 8 p.m. game time, I would mostly just be playing Valorant. It's kind of funny because you think of Valorant's very much British line battles. Like you gotta line up perfectly to shoot before you move, and that drives me nuts. But man, <laughs> to go I, from one to the other—that's just insane. That's a brain switch, like hardcore. Yeah, it uh, it was also interesting because Thursdays, Thursday night, we had Valorant practice for two hours. And then we had siege practice for two hours. And then Friday was swapped. So we would start with siege practice and then go to Valorant practice. And it's it's more of a learning curve. Like, I guarantee you, someone could listen to me explain this and be like, oh, it's a shooter. It's easy to switch between it. It's not. Not with Valorant and siege. Wouldn't it have made more sense just to do like I hate to say it, but like four hours one day of one siege and then four hours of Valorant the next day? 
instead of all that switching back and forth. I know so, me, I would suck if I had to do that. So, I my my school schedule's a little weird because I'm getting ready to finish up school. Mm-hmm. So the schedules were made based on the availability of the entire team. Okay. Which is why, like, Tuesdays I was able to sit in there and from 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. play Valorant for six hours because I didn't have any classes. But, like, just, like, I, I like some degrees, we have kids in all sorts of degrees, and some degrees require more, like, outside work than others, so they only have, like, that two-hour time slot each day. I just happen to not, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm in what they call the senior slide right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even like I'm already signed up for classes next semester. I Tuesdays and Thursdays, I don't even have to be there at all. Monday, Wednesday, <sighs> Friday, I'm only there for like three hours in the morning, and then I have the rest of the night to do probably practicing for matches, but <laughs> nice. I think you're gonna be a teacher one day. That's what it sounds like to me right there. Uh, maybe maybe an esports teacher. Uh yeah, maybe. One day, right? So maybe. I guess where do you see yourself with within this in the future? Like you're gonna graduate in soon. So you said multiple times. So, you know, do you see yourself moving into the esport realm more as a in post-collegiate level i honestly would love to um so i'm going to school for psychology um and i honestly would absolutely love to get into something like it's not really a thing but like esports psychology if that makes any sense in terms of coaching and like because that is one thing that drew me a lot to rainbow six siege is it's a lot of tactical stuff you have to plan what you're gonna do you have to like kind of prepare for anything to happen at any time and have a backup plan for your backup plan for your backup plan and just kind of like thinking about like how the maps laid out what the best approach is who the enemy team is playing and how that approach might change what happens if so like one of my teammates gets spawn peaked right off the bat and now it's 5v4 and we have to switch the whole thing up so just kind of like i guess going into the minds of the other team if that makes any sense i would have like i would love to do something <sighs> like that and just i guess coaching is kind of more where I'm going I, I got a potential field for you for that you could convince people they're really good at games you know, on a, like a subconscious level, if if you can figure out how to do that, you know, tell Alex and I we're pro players, and then we go out and start kicking people around the around the maps, and you've kind of got your own <laughs> your own your own little niche. I mean, it's like I said, it's not going to be easy, but I mean, if, you, if you can crack that nut, I mean, you, you'll be the well, only one. So, well, that's like a, I actually kind of do that in my uh, Valorant games. I will. Um. I guess I consider it like part of my ADHD is like I am really good at recognizing patterns, especially mm-hmm. when it's a group of people repeatedly doing the same pattern. Oh, yeah. And when you're in an online game with four other people, you don't know. You're going to have to kind of use those skills to talk to your team, even if they're not talking to you. Hopefully they're at least listening. And it's actually helped some of the games. um just like uh we played um in one of our playoff matches um one of the schools had like our rank range in Valorant it's like silver to like plat which is kind of like the middle of the pack in terms of rank for Valorant um one of the schools we went against in playoffs had an immortal player which is the highest rank you can get it's like the top or no sorry radiant um radiant rank is the top 5000 best people in the game um however the rest of their team was all like 
bronze and silver is kind of like how we were. So when we were kind of like thinking, um, it took me two rounds to figure out their entire attacking plan. And it was simply their highest ranked player would full send onto site, get as many picks as he could, and die while the other four people would just go to the other site. <sighs> and so two rounds in, I realized that, called the timeout, I talked to the team about it, and sure enough, we, we ruined them. Got, yeah. We didn't end up winning, but we, we won that map. But Yeah. What's well, like uh, humans are they're there's pretty much strongly repetitive and they kind of know exactly what's happening all the time. You just they always do that. Humans are repetitive. It's all creatures of habit, man. Yeah, yeah we no. are. Like I love the phrase don't fix what's not broke. Yeah. But I find in pretty much any shooter game, like I'm even thinking like I've played Phantom Forces on Roblox before. It's kind of like the Roblox version of Call of Duty. Yeah. People in shooter games, I feel like, take that phrase too literally <laughs> and will continuously just do the same thing over and over. And if no one, like, if no one calls them out on it, they're just like, I've even done that. I've done the, like, I'll do something stupid and it will work. And then I'll do it again the next round and it will work. And I'll just keep doing it because I'm like, Oh well, yeah. if they're not gonna watch their flank, I'm just gonna keep no, you're about, yep, it on yep. their flank. Like But yeah. Like it's it's a good it's a good phrase, but just don't like don't take it too literally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I've I've done that many times in games like go in one spot and like, oh, I've been able to sit here and like take out tons of people. Let me keep keep doing that over and over again. And then I just they figure out that I'm sitting in this one little spot and I get killed multiple times over and over again. And I get mad. Oh, anyways. The rats. <laughs> the corner rats. Yeah, that's I'm a rat. I know See, it. I used to like what I would do, especially like black ops too, with that is would just uh I would stay in the same room. I would just switch corners. Like I would do it like one get them thinking you know, like the first couple of times you do it from the same corner. You you whether you you, know, you just camp there, but then as soon as they they're like, "Oh, I'm going to get you" or they they cuss at you. It's like, "Okay, let's just switch. Let's switch corners or right outside of the door so they come around and you can knock them again." And then like you said, then at that point you got to switch it up or you're going to get you know, there's only so many variants of the same room or spot you can do. So Oh yeah, no, especially like since I'm a lower rank than the rest of my team, when I play comp, I usually play by myself. So I have these like gold diamond plat strats that I've done with the team when we do practices, but I'm playing against like iron and bronzes, the <laughs> two lowest ranks in the game. And like it it's literally one of those, like what I was saying is I will do something and it will work. And they like, I will sit in the same corner and smoke with a shotgun and shoot you. And you will continue to not check that corner every time. And like nine times out of 10, they don't. <laughs> All right. So well, thank you for talking to us. And Absolutely. thank you for having me, you know, chit chatting with us with many different, topics we've gone all over the place we talk about modding gaming uh making me feel old uh making you feel old and <laughs> diving down the esport world it was really fun but before we walk away what is that one nugget you want to give a, either a new content creator a new esport player what is something you want to give out to those people like hey this is something you need to listen to uh th this is going to be mostly for content creators it's kind of based on something i've been seeing going around a lot um mm -hmm. on uh on twitter mostly i'm sure you guys might know what i'm talking about don't be a numbers person if you are streaming to be a numbers person you're going to lose your mind and you're not gonna have fun with it you're gonna just like i i knew someone that used to when he was going for the affiliate grind to reach the average viewers 
he would get that many viewers in chat, and then as soon as it dropped, he just ended stream. And it's like, you just gotta have fun with the games. Yeah. Like, I've been doing it for a few years now, and don't get me wrong, I wish I had thousands of followers. Like, it would be nice, but like, at the same time, just chilling and talking to the two people that are just lurking. I'm having fun with the game. Like, that's why I got into streaming, because I wanted... I didn't have a lot of gaming growing up, so I watched a lot of YouTubers. And I was like, I want to be able to be in a position where I can provide people who necessarily can't play games with the opportunity to experience that game in whatever weird way I might be playing the game that day. No, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it well, whatever weird way. I like the way. <laughs> Perfect. So that is my advice. Just focus on focus on playing the game and having fun and it will it'll happen. Yeah. Well, hey, again, I appreciate you for Jeremy. I both appreciate you for coming on here, especially losing your voice. You <laughs> powered through this hour. I, I know you, the listeners, you, you couldn't tell, but every <laughs> once in a while, you paused, had to like tickle his throat, take some water. I mean, he was powering through it, and I appreciate you for that. I um, like two Zyrtex and a couple Advils before we started. <laughs> the allergy, the allergy struggles are real. We give you the the best advice, the Michigan. Uh, voice fixer thing verners warm yeah. verners with a little bit of honey i don't know what verners are we'll go search uh, it up. <laughs> ginger ale just think ginger no ale. you can't just get ginger ale you gotta get verners it's barrel burden it is perfect it's not always available everywhere. it's everywhere you gotta look for it yeah that, i mean that maine is a weird state and they will i mean they had they sold mellow yellow here for a while, which you can mostly only find like the West Coast and then a few like Midwest states. Yeah, and yeah they're just like, oh, here it is. I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, that's that's the old Michigan trick. It's warm verners, so bubbly, it's a little bit of honey, and then my dad used to put apple, uh, apple cider in it. Apple, not apple cider, but apple cider vinegar in it. And it's like that made I couldn't do that. I can't do that. No, I can't do much weird stuff, but But I will, I will look into the other suggestion though. Yeah. All right. Well, Jeremy, any last things before we sign off? Nope. I'm good. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Listeners, please, please give us a a review, a star, a heads up, a a comment, a a nice little note sent to me about how magical my voice is. It's always good to hear. Uh, We all appreciate that heavily. Uh, but yeah, like I said before, if we get those on there, I'll be happy to announce them on stream or on uh, on the podcast next time we come around. So we have the little like, hey, this is a little comment corner we're planning on doing in the future here. So please leave those behind for us so we can catch them and we can look into them and uh, pass those along as we move forward into our podcasting ventures. All right, Jeremy, did I miss anything? Nope, you are good. All right. Potatoes. <laughs>